And that's something I've been thinking about too, is like us as black people and dark, like dark brown, beautiful brown people. Um, the way in which Western society takes away our ability to imagine because I do feel that imagination is directly connected. Our ability to imagine the coolest shit ever, the face of the planet, and have our hand in almost everything that's awesome, right, comes from our like ability to imagine and to recreate our own reality. And I think a lot of the times Western history and Western culture takes away our ability and our the, the, the fact that we do that all the time and often that it was out of necessity and out of oppression that we had to like imagine a different world. Hello, it's the gay, and welcome to a special prismatic mini episode, one of our gems. No, this isn't a normal episode. You won't hear any witty round table banter between Josh, Will, or myself. No Collins, and that's okay. These gems will come in the form of interviews, performances, radio dramas, storytelling, and more. Today's will be an oral history with a singular, uninterrupted voice of Yutunde Olabaju an Oakland-based multimedia artist whose work is as dope as her words. She will take us on a journey from her travels as a black queer student in Hong Kong, to isolation as the birthplace of an artist's work, to radical community making. You can expect them in between every main prismatic episode. Just a little something to tide you over. This one is a little gem of light. I remember one night we went out to um uh, uh, the main land, uh, the main city, like downtown, I think it's like uh, Kulong or something like that. We go out to this um, uh, strip, this alleyway that's essentially um, all going to be like all white people, right? Like it's all um, exchange students, like it's all about like foreigners on that strip. We go out with a bunch of people who happen to be also going to school. It's like um, Hong Kong folks, like um, people who have been there the whole life and then me and a couple other folks and a bunch of white guys, right? And we go and like there's this girl who I was crushing on like really hard and I was like, hey, like let's make out, like <laughs> that'd be fun, that'd be tight. Um, and then she ended up like one, I didn't think, I don't, I think she wanted to and I think I could tell very much so that the way that she was raised or how she was moving through the world wasn't allowing her to do so. And I was like, all right, fine, like we can just hang out and she ended up getting really drunk. There's a bunch of white guys at the bar, and then also a bunch of African men at the bar, and they're all like winking at me, like being like, hey, you're gonna take her home, like, hey, what's up? And like, and it was this really like bizarre feeling to be like a queer black person trying to hit on like someone who is obviously suppressing their own sexuality, um, who's drunk and then having to deal with like male gaze, not only from like these British dudes, not only from like the like African, um, I obviously didn't ask like, where are you from in Africa, bro? But like this like seemingly African bartender and then also the white male exchange students who were like hitting on other like Chinese women. And it's just like all of this, like this mixing pot of just like, I just really in that moment remember feeling like I am like so not about this and I'm like and even having to engage with it on this level is like making me feel like I'm insane like it's making me feel crazy I think prior to me like when I was in Hong Kong when I was in school um, 
to be honest, my wokeness was not like it was on level like two, you know, like right now I'm like on a different level. Right. Um, and I think that me going to Hong Kong was actually the impetus is the start of me becoming very much so aware and radicalized in my own existence. Right. Because before I was kind of just like, this makes me feel strange. Like this makes me feel not good. Like what about this is not making me feel good? Like what about the way in which I'm engaging with my like fellow um, uh, uh, exchange students who happen to be white, right? How, how is this different? Like how am I being treated differently in the club when we all go out together? Like how am I, uh, and how are these Asian women, right? Especially being queer over there. I mean, so I, I was studying in Hong Kong. Um, I was originally an anthropology major. Um, and then I went and realized that anthropology as a study in and of itself, the actual action of othering people in this way, in this high academic way um, that often is inaccessible to people who could actually give useful um, critique on the subject of culture, it's like inaccessible, right? So I went and I was like, this is fucked up. Like I, I have no, there's no benefit to me like trying to figure out Hong Kong versus like mainland China politics and how British, and I was really into like talking about courtesan culture, which is essentially like courtesan culture, which is um, uh, um, sex work in like um, earlier, like 18th, 19th century um, in China and even farther beyond that, I'm sure obviously, but like, you know, how, how like, you know, the women were kind of running shit out there. But then also like, I'm a black woman, like having come from like San Jose, like grew up in Minnesota, I have no earthly idea how to like connect these things. And so I ended up just getting like, one, like really frustrated with higher education. And then two, I ended up kind of getting frustrated with myself because um, I didn't really know what else I wanted to do um, while I was out there. Um, and I just ended up like being really depressed and like hanging out in my room a lot um, and making a lot of art. So maybe this is a good segue, but um, I ended up just doing a lot of installation work um, in, in, China. in Hong Kong. Oh, yeah, so I did a lot of photography and I did a lot of installation work and I did a lot of work with light um, just because um, the school that I went to, which is Beloit College in like rural Wisconsin, um, there is like very dead right like it's Wisconsin like y'all can imagine like there's nothing really out there um and I went to this place that was like overstimulating like so many people so many people who I was being othered by um and it's like it's something that I couldn't avoid right like I'm dark like I'm real dark I'm real tall I've always been like pretty like plus size which is dope and I love it um and that's just very different than what was happening in Hong Kong at the time. Even the study abroad students were not, like they were mostly white. Um, so yeah, I just ended up making a lot of work, artwork about myself um, and artwork about how I see myself in the future um, and how it is to feel like out of place consistently. Um, so I ended up doing a lot of work with like light, like long exposures and like trying to like make portals out of light. And I feel like it was a lot of, like me like trying to like move through this space and like and and create my own world and my own like uh, material to like engage with as opposed to like engaging with this reality which was like kind of a bummer um and so I definitely went on a tangent but to reel it back in 
um, my wokeness was not there, I feel like, until I had to be in that isolation, which I think is what you were talking about before, um, and becoming really self-aware. Um, and I feel like a lot of the time, as an artist and as a creative person, like that's something, that isolation and like that sadness and that realization of how you move through the world um, and how others and that awareness of how other people have to move through the world um, is important. Nece the need for community often comes from isolation, right? It often comes from our darkest moments, right? Like the, the actual need, right? And that is, is even like, that's like getting down to like primal shit, like the id or whatever. Like that's getting down to like, like this is my, my need to be able to un be understood as a human is like a primal survival technique, right? Like that's the way that I survive. So I, I do think that there's some sort of driving force behind the, the creation of community. Like, I mean, that's just inherently in our, in our, in our nature, right? Like, and even as black people, right? Like we'll make community. I got like 12 fucking aunties. I, my mom sure only has one sister. You know what I'm saying? Like we'll cre create community out of like the necessity to take care of ourselves. Right now, I feel like I have been really blessed in being able to reach out to people um, through this like, like, in, like this social media, like digital world, right? Um, it's been really useful to me. It's been really helpful to me. Um, I also think that uh, the and right now the spaces that the online spaces that I engage with are specifically trying to avoid engaging with and letting white supremacy influence the way in which we communicate with each other, right? I mean the world is fucked up. Like we live in a capitalist society. Uh, we live in a world in which um, people are silenced very often and very quickly um, and without much, you know, much forethought. Um, and so I'd like to think in my perfect, wonderful world that we're like creating these spaces that are amazing and and will stay pure, not pure, I don't like that word, but stay authentic and like stay true to who we are as people and will be a resource for us and will be a way in which we can connect with each other and like create like actual relationship because like literally that's everything, right? Um, but am I so naive that I think that like, there's a, a world, I know, right? Am I so naive that I think that there's a world where that there's no way that it could go downhill? Like, um, yes, I think it is entirely possible to create authentic online virtual reality communities, right? Um, I think it's all about intention. I think everything honestly has to do with intention and then people being self-aware, right? Like, if you have anybody, if there's anybody in the community who's not self-aware, if there's anybody in the community who's coming at it with, like, fucked up intentions, then the community's not going to be authentic, right? Um, and I also think that, I, th I think it's possible, and I, but I think it's really fragile. Like, I think it's really easy to create a toxic, toxic environment, um, whether that be virtually, digital, or just in, in real life, right? And that's something I've been thinking about too, is like us as black people and dark, like dark brown, beautiful brown people, um, 
the way in which Western society takes away our ability to imagine because I do feel that imagination is directly connected. Our ability to imagine the coolest shit ever, the face of the planet, and have our hand in almost everything that's awesome, right, comes from our, like, ability to imagine and to recreate our own reality. And I think a lot of the times Western history and Western culture takes away our ability and our the, the, the fact that we do that all the time and often that it was out of necessity and out of oppression that we had to, like imagine a different world right like that's that's what people do all the time that they like uh uh elude themselves or like disassociate right um and create alternate realities and create communities and like i think it's directly connected to survival and i think survival is that driving force behind these communities that are created my name is yatunde olabaju um i am right now living in oakland california um i'm a multimedia artist um, you can find me at my website, which is my first name, which is Y-E-T-U-N-D-E, last name O-L-A-G-B-A-J-U.com. Okay, right now I am very much so invested in diving into the concept of emotional labor um, as, black, as a black woman. Um, emotional labor, the emotional labor that I do for other people that I do not possibly do for myself. Also connecting that to our ancestry, um, to my ancestry, um, specifically with like wet nurses and um, been really thinking about like nurturing and how that might be like an actual substance and if so, what would that substance be? Um, so the reason why I'm working on Mammy Mammy um, is because I feel like one, because of my, the way that I kind of move through the world as a very caring human being and I like to be very emotional with people and take care of people and that's the way that I'm just sort of operating right now. Um, and then also my body, um, the way that my body is seen by other people. Um, I've often gotten labeled as a Mammy um, and um, in various circles, yeah, man, Wisconsin's tight. Um, <laughs> white people are great. Um, so yeah, um, that this is basically me just trying to work through those thoughts, um, and especially as I like love people and as I date people, um, and as we figure out like our boundaries and what we have capacity for. I've been thinking about like how energy and and care is spread and how it is viewed by other people. Um, so, um, I'll be doing an installation through um, this uh, uh, collaborative um, exhibition called Black Woman is God. It's in Oakland, or no, it's gonna be in San Francisco. Um, Maine's hub is in Oakland. Um, I'll also be participating in Nightlight in San Francisco at SoMarts. Um, and that's going to be a performance called Nutritive Poor. And it's going to be in conversation with the photos and the installation. Thank you. Thank you. is gone. <laughs> Today's gem was recorded by Will and myself. Mixed and edited by me, Sagay, or as told by Sagay on the interwebs. You can find out more about Yatunde on our website at prismaticseries.com. We want to know what y'all think, so get at us. 
subscribe and share and review, you know, all the good stuff. We are pretty proud of this work and we hope y'all dig it. Also, shouts out I Bang Loud for the jams. So I'm gonna leave you guys with a little, some words, okay? So bear with me. Won't you celebrate with me what I have shaped into a kind of life I had no model. Born in Babylon, both non-white and woman, what did I see to be except myself? I made it up. Here on this bridge between starshine and clay, my one hand holding tight my one hand. Come, celebrate with me that every day something has tried to kill me and has failed. Lucille Clifton. Mm. Shit is good. <laughs>